Hey guys, welcome to Between the Pints Session Beer, where we sit down with influencers from across the industry to talk about what's new, what's now, and what's on tap. I'm your host, Aaron Gore, a.k.a. the guy who's somehow still partially functional, even after only an hour of sleep. Joined today, as always, by my co-host, Ryan Moses, the beer counselor. And also joining us today is Ryan Self, Director of Sales for Old Mecklenburg Brewery. Ryan, how you doing? Thanks for being on the show. Doing well. Good morning, gents. Hey, good morning, morning. Uh, so for those of you not from the Charlotte area or who uh, aren't quite as plugged into the industry, Old Mecklenburg Brewery, uh, definitely kind of a big deal in the Charlotte area, to say the least. Uh, founded in 2009, you guys are the oldest brewery in the Charlotte area. Uh, and even though your focus on the beer side has always been a little more when it comes to, you know, traditional German beers, German lagers and the like, you guys have really been kind of at the forefront of a lot when it comes to the industry. You guys helped to spearhead the Pop the Cap uh, as well as the um, craft freedom movement that's going on right now, both aimed at modernizing North Carolina's beer laws. You guys have really been one of the first breweries to put a huge focus on the taproom experience for customers and making that something truly special and memorable. So you guys have really focused on innovation from a lot of standpoints, even if the actual beer itself really focuses on just well-crafted traditional goodness uh so it shouldn't come as any real big surprise for a lot of people that you guys uh recently announced that you were going to be kind of co-rolling out uh pt plastic bottles in conjunction with uh your your traditional glass package products right uh so tell me a little bit about kind of the decision making process when you know arriving at plastic bottles i know some people hear that and they're like oh my god plastic bottles what are we making bud <laughs> And and I think it's a, important for a lot of people to realize, you know, that uh, you know, kind of hear from you guys where this came from, where this concept arrived, and why you guys decided to kind of do two forms of packaging and and kind of roll those out simultaneously out to market. Well, you know, it was important to us to have to have both options first of all. Uh, you know, so we, we we do we do your traditional twelve ounce glass bottles, uh, and that and growlers, uh, glass growlers out of our tapper, and that are also counter pressure filled. You know, we don't we, we don't fill from the taps. And in our opinion, uh, of, of the beer packaging formats, we think glass is best. It, it's, it's sort of got a, it's got a classic feel to it. Um, it, it it's, it's 100% recyclable, right? It's inert. It's clean. Um, but the one thing that I cannot do, as we all know, is for you know, 10 months out of the year in Charlotte, it's outdoor living. And, wait, wait, uh, wait. It's hot in the South. This is absolutely yeah, right, like right. new information all so of th- th- there's just uh, At some point, there's just points of Charlotte and points of sale in Charlotte that we have no access to. And we hear from our customers all the time, whether it's, why don't you can, why don't you do something that'll let us get the beer uh, at, the, at the golf course, by the pool, at the, at, the, at the baseball game, right? Give me something that I can have a package format that I can take out there. Um, and what we found uh, with with PET bottles, there's a company that is making these, and um, I, I believe we're, we're the only company uh, rolling these out. Uh, the only, certainly, the only craft brand rolling these out right now. And uh, we field tested the heck out of them. We, we looked at them and said, "All right, you know, there's a couple things that would be deal breakers uh, before we tried these packages. First, are they 100% recyclable? They are. Uh, are. Are they are they inert as far as the beer goes? They are. Uh, do they have the same?" Uh, light reducing effects as brown glass, they do, uh, and then, and then are, are they pop tap? Right, no one wants to go twist off with something, and so oh yeah, and and, and the same uh, uh, oxygen uh, permeability uh, reducing yeah, effects yeah, yeah. or lack thereof, we should say. <laughs> do, do we have all of those things? And once we were, were assured on that, you know, now it becomes logistics. Can we fill it on our bottling line? Right, are we, we going to crush these things trying to put them where a glass bottle usually goes? And that was a, a field test for a while to, to get to that point, but. Once we got there, we just feel like it creates a sort of, a sort of um, 
synergy across our lineup and you're holding one of our beers, it's always the same. It, it's not a wildly different package. And, and I brought you, as uh, you saw when I walked in oh, here. Oh, yeah. So, so true story, guys. <laughs> as he's walking into the door this morning, uh, he's holding a, a bottle of beer. And I was like, oh, well, that was nice of him to bring something in. He goes in and chucks it at me. You know, I'm standing on asphalt. I have a mild panic attack. R- pretty sure I saw God. Uh, but, but sure enough, I never would have been able to tell that that was anything other than a traditional glass bottle. Just looking at it, even feeling it, you can tell that it's plastic, but only just barely. That thing is, is yeah. really remarkable. And uh, it feels heavy duty. It doesn't feel cheap. And, right. Uh, the, the, the first fear with plastic is that, you know, I think when people hear plastic bottles, they're imagining, you know, the Aquafina bottle in their hands, right? You, you can crush it with any amount of pressure. No, but that beer's so crushable, dude. Feels feels very thin, <laughs> feels very cheap. Uh, the, the, these things feel solid, and that was important to us as far as just the, the sensory experience of having one of these in your hands. You feel like you're drinking a beer, which right. is important. Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of in- misinformation. I know, uh, you know, rolling out something new like this, you're always going to be kind of fighting a culture war against people who... You know, they might have preconceptions about a packaged product. I mean, we got to remember that, you know, the idea of craft beer in cans was completely, you know, just mind-blowing to a lot of people. And then it was the idea of craft beer in 16-ounce cans was absolutely mind-blowing to people. And you get a lot of people who they hear plastic bottles for craft beer, and their first instinct is to want to not to like it. And and I, I think this is a packaged product that y'all can, like you said, take to the beach, take on a boat, take to the pool, take to, you know... Well, that was nice. Uh, my microphone just cut <laughs> out. Yeah, uh, I think Ryan made the joke. Yeah, the big can lobby is uh, coming after us. Damn. <laughs> Blast! Big aluminum strikes again. We'll not be silent. <laughs> we will be heard. Oh, man. But no, that's the... I mean, it's a... These shouldn't be seen, I, and I know that for you guys, this is really kind of the message that you're trying to get across, is the, this is a, not only perfectly valid, but it is a, a form of packaging, but it's a form of packaging that has an enormous amount of advantages. And there's a lot of misinformation out there about PET in general. Um, I know for some people, you know, oh, if you use PET, you're going to get issues with acetaldehyde, um, which for our listeners at home who might not be quite as beer geeky, it's a kind of green apple flavor, and if you're using <laughs> shitty PET, that's accurate. But heat treatments to get rid of that have been around for 30 years now, and, yep. and every major PET uh, producer has been using those. Uh, there's some people who worry about it being a potential you know, health issue, but study after study after study has shown that PET is not only perfectly safe, but it's 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 about this, one of the safest ways of packaging your product that you're going to be able to get. It, it, it is fully inert. That's right. So yeah. you guys being able to come up with something that's not going to affect the flavor of the beer, that's not going to affect your consumers, that's really just creating this fantastic drinking experience in areas, venues, and and avenues that they otherwise might not be able to enjoy your beer. I, I think that's a fantastic thing. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Panther Stadium will have them this year. Uh, Charlotte Knight Stadium has them right now. We're rolling them out to golf courses. We're having a lot of fun with our, uh, our country clubs and golf courses, our pools. Uh, a lot of our country club bar managers are having fun with their lifeguards because people are walking around with these, and it, <laughs> it if, looks like, hey, what's that guy doing? You can't have that here. And if there's any so. group of people who like to drink, it's uh, golfers, man. I swear, right. like they will plow through beer. Oh, uh, <laughs> you drunks! But, you know, there's a, there's, there's a. Essentially, what it really comes down to is every beer package has has what what some folks consider a fatal flaw. Right? Glass is breakable. Draft is not doesn't travel. Oh, right? yeah. You know th- things like that. With, with, with PET, what we're finding, and look, we're in this for the long haul, right, is the only demonstrable downside is people's aversion to that word. 
that people hear the word, and, oh, oh, that's no good, that's no good, right? And, and, and look, Cans went through this 15 years ago. You know, I remember being at a beer festival, you know, back in D.C., back in the early aughts, and talking to an Oscar Blues rep. I was just about to say, talk to anybody <laughs> who's with Oscar Blues back in the day, and, and they and, will tell you. And she was giving me the whole spiel about there's a liner, and it's so the beer doesn't taste tinny, and this is not like your old, you know, aluminum cans. We promise, we're like not that. bud. And I remember just sort of nodding my head, being like, yeah, all right, whatever, you know, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're a salesperson. You know, that's 15 years ago. The idea of how fast our market can change as far as what is acceptable and even preferable packaging, I think, has been demonstrated. And so, it's it, it, look, it's, it's a long-haul process. It's try, it, it's educating folks one by one, but we're, we're happy to do it. Yeah, if you guys yeah. can definitely be kind of spearheading that change, that's a wonderful thing. That's a good position to be in. I mean, Oscar Blue is not exactly doing terrible right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah even with the current tariffs, they're – <laughs> they're the one. They're the one company that I'll worry about with the aluminum tariffs. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty uh, heavily leveraged on aluminum, which is a, normally not necessarily a bad <laughs> thing, but that puts them in a rough position. I mean, that's another great thing about PET bottles yeah. is, you know, price of aluminum is skyrocketing right now, right. and that puts you guys in a good position to be able to keep your prices manageable, not have to pass any costs on to the consumer, which is good good for beer drinkers, and it's it's good for the brewery, which is, you know, everybody wins in that circumstance. Yeah, if a six-pack of PET bottles costs more than a six-pack of glass, we wouldn't have done it. it, yeah. it, 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 <laughs> it it's because, it, look, you create brand confusion, you, you create all sorts of issues. Uh, you know, these might cost us a few more cents a bottle, but we'll eat that. Better to have the beer out there where the consumer can get their hands on it. And it opens up avenues to you guys that otherwise you wouldn't be selling the beer to anyway. Exactly. So at the end of the day, it's a it's a net win for everybody. So what has the general reaction been so far, both from the industry as well as, as consumers? Have you guys seen a little bit of pushback? I mean, I, I would assume that's to be expected, at least initially. You know, I, I'm glad we're all sitting down because Facebook is a, t- <laughs> is a tough place for these things. Um, you know, in talking about that, yeah, I wouldn't say we've had a lot of pushback in the sense that if you do take the time to read up on it, 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 it's pretty difficult to make the case that this is somehow a, a, a negative packaging or a negative thing. It, it's, and, and, and we were ready to combat those, those sort of prejudices. What we got a little bit to start off was the whole, you know, there are some folks who, you know, they're green, so when they see plastic, they see red. Right. They, oh, no, that's, that's that, no by, by the way, that's a trademark Ryan self, yeah, uh, right, 2018. Right. That, that was a good little quote. But it's just one of those <laughs> things that you can't be – Plastic, that's you know, you know, it, that's bad, and and that's it, right? No more conversation. And 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 PET is such a, is such a different uh, substance, and you know, like I said, it 100 recycles back into itself. Uh, you know, there is no well, this much is in a landfill. Look, as long as as long as our customers do the right thing, and recycle the bottle, it, it's it's 100 going to be right back, uh, right right back where it came from. So you know, th- there really is no loss with it. But that was the number one thing. There's there's really no reason. And the other thing is getting folks to feel it. You know, there is that bias of I, I, my fear is plastic is going to feel cheap. You know, we, we actually had one of our one of our country clubs when I first walked in there and told him about it. He said, ah, you know, we, we don't want to do plastic, a plastic. He sort of made that face, you know. Oh, yeah. And it just it didn't feel like their customer base. Then I walked back in with a six pack of them and I put one in his hand and he said, yeah, yeah, I've had these. And I'm like, squeeze that bottle. Yeah, I said, you need to, to feel this. And he had to put some 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 pressure. on. Oh, this is it. I said, yeah. Did you understand that this is this feels solid? You look across the course, and some guy's drinking out a clear plastic bottle, and it looks, you know, like 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 your college homebrew or something, right? It's, oh yeah, yeah. We're not feel- talking about Purina bottles here, right? Like- and, and and that buyer came and said, you know what, this I like, I'll take this kind of thing. And so it, it's it's you got to put it in someone's hand. 
just like you know the can movement said i got i gotta let someone drink it to convince them it doesn't taste like aluminum um you've got to convince folks you can do this and you can do it in a way that the beer is exactly the same and so that that's that's on us right now so, th so it's not like there's been a lot of negative pushback it's much more of the rollout is very methodical we're taking our time adding spots with it spots that make sense for it and we'll sort of let the customer discover it and you guys have been very good about doing exactly that pretty much across the board i mean you've been a at the same time you guys have really spearheaded a lot of things within the beer industry and you've really tried to modernize both the beer industry as well as you know the laws surrounding it you guys have also been fairly conservative when it comes to if you're going to do something you want to do something right i i haven't seen you guys throwing a whole lot of you know shit at a wall and seeing what sticks no i, I think our, our our ethos in general is is you know we, we we do what we do and we try to be the best at what we do right i i've, I've told many customers who have been in our tap room over the years oh i'm just i'm just looking for an ipa right that's one thing we don't do right is, yeah. is anything to that effect and i have no problem telling them look if that's all you drink there's, there's, there's several world-class versions being made in this town, frankly. You, you, Half you can, of all craft beer taps got you covered. You you, you're already pretty good. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 find them, and, and you can still drink Charlotte beer and, oh, fi yeah. and find great versions of those styles. We do traditional, classic German styles. We, we obsess about them. We always joke that, you know, we don't... As a, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll dump a beer. There's no fear in that, right? I, I always just trust a brewery that says they've never dumped a batch of beer before. It's like... That's very scary. <laughs> yeah, to that, because you're either fantastic or or you are really putting something out to to pasture. You that either really have the best be. brewers or the worst QC. I can't figure <laughs> out which, which things. Which, I'll which, tell you which is more likely. <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know, you walk in our tap room right now. I think we probably have six beers on tap. Um, that you know, but, but we opened up. We had one. And, and if you want to confuse the hell out of some craft beer drinkers, open a brewery with one beer on tap. Uh, you know, we, we, yeah. we, we had some so fun. so. What options do we have? Where where's my barrel aged uh, imperial stout uh, with uh, chocolate and about fifteen other things? In if there? you'd like a pint, I can or a flight, I can break your pint down into four glasses and, 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 and give you that. <laughs> Please tell like. me you had at least one person who asked you to do that. <laughs> oh yes, that oh, sounds yes. like the kind of smart ass thing I'd pull at a brewery. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you, you know, you know, it, it, it's 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 traditional by 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 being or, or being different by being traditional, right? It, it's one of those things and. You look, guys are like the Cleveland Browns of the beer industry, and I bear with me. You're giving me that look. I want to know where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. So, so every other team has a logo, you know, big fancy helmet, big fancy look, and they they had their nice orange plain helmets, no decal, and they're comfortable with that. This is already the least flattering analogy ever, and I'm already trying to back away from it. There are some breweries <laughs> out there I would compare to the Browns. I, I, <laughs> I'm I don't sure think I follow are. this. Is uh, I, I am <laughs> sure there are. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe you guys are the baseball of craft beer, you know, traditional focused on on doing things right and doing things the way that have been shown to work, and yeah. also apparently paying your players way too much and a whole lot of steroids. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, no analogies. The analogy falls apart. This last weekend was actually Bobby Bonilla Day, where he's still getting paid by the Mets, and he hasn't played in what fifteen years. He will be getting paid until twenty thirty nine. Dude, I need that arrangement. One point. Was it like one point yeah. one nine million dollars? I've been trying year. to figure out a way to oh, get paid for doing nothing. Offer <laughs> <years>. <laughs> yeah, before I get buried in resumes, uh, I gotta, uh, gotta go to work every day. <laughs> I really hope that based on this show, you get buried in the resumes by baseball players looking to get paid. I heard, I heard that uh, you guys did the video thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like to get paid until twenty thirty nine for absolutely no work. Uh, so speaking of uh, traditional beer, uh, coming around the bin, you know, moving away from the bottles a little bit. You guys have uh, your Mecklenburger uh, is coming out. Definitely a very popular release for you guys. Tell yep. us a little about that. So it's a, a, a traditional, of course. You know, I could, I could use that word ad nauseum today. It's a it's a Hellas Lager. Uh, 
very clean, just a just a hair of sweetness on the end. But you know, to to me, that's that's sort of our ultimate sort of. If you're going to call a beer a lawnmower beer, that's it. Where it's just very clean, very drinkable. Captain Jack just um, got really, really like offended by you. Well, by you, you know, I, I, <laughs> I if, if if you're if you're more of a novice in a beer, you might look at those two beers and say, ah, Pilsner, Helles, a Kolsch, it's all the same. But you know, to, to me, I, I actually tell a lot of our folks, I think Captain Jack is a is a much more complex beer, right? The German style pills, <laughs> a lot more body, uh, certainly a lot more bitterness on the finish. It's it's probably our beer that has the, the greatest bittering hop presence, at least of our of our core lineup. That says something when Captain Jack is basically the closest thing y'all have to an IPA. I do have a lot of folks <laughs> IPA drinkers. When they don't say I want an IPA, or they say what's the hoppiest thing you have, I say it was the highest IBU beer is is this one right here. So uh, enjoy, kind of thing. Um, but you know, German pills versus Czech pills. The German pills is, is, is quite a bit more complex. So I, I look at Captain Jack as not necessarily just your hot, hot day summer chugger. You know, whereas whereas Mecklenburger, I look at that and go, it's light, it's a little sweet. Um, I, I've seen people put a lime in it. I didn't scream at them too much. We'll allow it. Uh, kind of not in our tap room. Not in our tap room. But you know, I just can't, don't do it in front of me. Can't stop like, it beyond yeah. that. But uh, but it, but it, it's it's. It's Charlotte Summer, right? It's it's. I think it's already ninety out uh, today, and we're uh, still oh, sitting yeah. here in the morning. We, we so. have a customer at, at the shop who puts ice in his beer, no matter what he's drinking, and I do not approve of it, but I can't stop him, and he's happy. And honestly, the man drinks some good beer, so I'll grit my teeth and let him do it. Look, <laughs> at, at some point, he could even know the the truth about you are you are you are blunting your palate, you are making the beer too cold, you are. Oh, I'm reasonably certain he does. Just might not care. Yep. No. Yeah. And you just, know what? At the end care. of the day, as long as you're enjoying it and it's not an InBev product, I really don't care. So yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty if, easy to please if, on that. If be you happy. ever drink beer out of the bottle or the can, you're not having your best experience. A lot of folks do it all the time. Oh right? yeah, yeah. A lot of people within the industry. A lot yeah, of a lot, absolutely. A lot of cicerones do that. Uh, it's my, so the guy I work for, he he went five years without drinking beer out of a can because he's so much a you know you're not getting the full experience unless it's out of a glass kid i'm going to be making fun of you on the air now so get ready uh, I'll, so, join I'll, I'll join in on that oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, yes. everybody can get in it's it's fine uh he's used to it by now uh so literally we were having uh, some parking lot beers after our shift one day which totally totally never happened uh ale but uh, yeah, we talked him into actually having a beer out of the can. First time in five years, he took a sip and he was like, "You know what? This isn't that bad." No, no, it's <laughs> not that. B- what did you think was going to happen? Like, <laughs> that's a that's a bit Spit of a across the park. Ah, oh, it's awful. terrible. Like, oh, what was I thinking? Without the aroma, it is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, it is funny how people get wrapped up in that. But going back to the Mecklenburger uh, versus the Captain Jack, I think if anything, you know, anybody who's saying that a traditional, you know, German style brewery is incapable of making a, a wide range of complex beers, I think they're completely missing the point because even within those shades of difference, if you were to taste Captain Jack and taste Mecklenburger, you know, against each other, there, there is a wide range of, of variety and, and difference between those two beers, in spite of being very closely related styles. And a lot of people just see fizzy yellow beer, but they're missing just the sheer complexity that you're able to coax out of that. If anything, it's a better test of a brewer to be able to make those two beers not only distinct but really accomplish different ends. Well, we even argue against the term fizzy. We, we, we don't, we don't force carbonate. It's, so, all, it's all natural. Sorry, uh, uh, pedalant. Yes. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, we got to get this guy off the air. <laughs> Love you, Ryan. Oh man. So uh, yeah, what do you guys got? Anything else uh, coming up at the tap room? Uh, 
I know you guys uh, generally have some event or another happening almost every other weekend. You guys have done a really great job of making that place a true destination. Uh, anybody at home who's never been to that place, I swear, I have friends, myself included, who have been to Munich. And if you want a true Munich beer hall style experience in the States, it still has that very American, you know, not it's not a Disneyland attraction German style brewery. It feels <laughs> like a traditional brewery. Yeah, it we, feels like a place that has We don't want to be Epcot Center, right? We want, we want it to feel... Authentic and, and the idea about a beer garden. You don't have everybody dress up as Frauleins and you know, it's <laughs> right, uh, right. leader hosen's not required on entering the door. Our smallest size is a Liederstein. You know, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> we, we don't we don't we don't do that. Uh, you know the, the idea about the beer garden that that really to me is is the coolest thing about the place. It's not so much you have a million seats, right? Because as every restaurant tour knows, you can build a million seats. Doesn't mean anybody wants to sit in them, right? The idea about a beer garden is uh, it's it's self service, right? And that sounds like oh. A, a, I don't want to serve myself, but the, the benefit of that is uh, there's there's no server coming over and saying, "Hey, you know, right, let's get dessert, let's move it along." It's, you know, it, it's it's people come out to our beer garden, hang out all day. You know, they, they they can bring their laptop, hop on the Wi-Fi, they might drink two beers in three hours. We don't care. They're out there, they're enjoying themselves. It, it's it's all about the vibe. When you go to Germany and go to the beer gardens, these are community gathering places, right? It, it's not you know the only people you see there who are really pounding beers are usually the tourists. <laughs> Let's play there, Spot the American. Yes, uh, from being there, it's much more about, it's a calm, relaxed, it's family-friendly. You know, it's a bad word for some folks in breweries. We're, we're very proud of that. Come on out, right? And and, and, and hang out. And um, it, it's it's dog-friendly, it's family-friendly, it, it, it's a place to be, and it's not about come out here and, and, and pound beers. It's about come out and appreciate that aesthetic and hopefully keep that in mind when you go out and drink in your local bars and restaurants. Yeah, it's a sense of family and it's a sense of home, and I think that's one of the... We've talked on the show before about the fact that's one of the things that craft beer is... If it's missing anything, that's the thing I really feel in a lot of ways that's missing is just that sense of just sitting around and having a beer, not necessarily... And, and this sounds you know, ridiculous. You, not, you know, like taking your beer, swirling it, getting the aroma, finding... Yeah, this just, sounds ridiculous <laughs> coming from like a, a, like a, a you know a couple of people deeply involved in the Cicerone program <laughs> who literally have a beer podcast, but there's something about just sitting around and, I don't know, talking about music, talking about movies, enjoying your friends, and the beer is the backdrop. It's not necessarily the focus. And don't get yeah. me wrong, I love sitting around doing a bottle share and overanalyzing the hell out of a beer. That is one of my true passions. But <laughs> there's also just something about hanging out, having a beer, and you guys provide a fantastic setting for that and like you said it is a family-friendly place i see more dogs and i see more kids as in your guys's outdoor section than any other brewery in the city and that's not a knock on anybody else but that's the uh, atmosphere you guys have done a good job and worked hard to cultivate i think you have to get you have to remind people especially in the states especially in the southeast beer is not taboo Right. Beer is not evil. You know, families can go out and responsibly have beers and it's just a nice day out sitting outside. It's my, not a, my, my poor my poor mother. Uh, she has had one sip of alcohol her entire life. It was champagne at her wedding and she spit it out. She is like <laughs> like like I can feel her ears ringing right now. <laughs> She's like someone just said alcohol isn't bad. Oh, I think a lot of the problems that a lot of the people who have problems with kids at breweries or tap rooms are the people who are still thinking they're going to a frat house to drink beer 
that tends to be my experience as well. Yeah, it's it, not the the. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. There are some unruly kids with parents who just aren't watching. I mean, yes. you'll get that anywhere. You'll get yeah, that at Walmart. That at yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you go, but the people who have a serious problem with you know families at, or dogs at for one. If you have a problem with a dog, literally anywhere in society, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> but if you have a problem with kids, you know, at a brewery, I think you're missing a little bit of the point as yeah. you know brewery as social center which is really one of the yeah. big drivers of craft beer has been that getting us back to that concept because yeah. that's how it was for a long time that's how it still is in most of the world and there are bars and restaurants and breweries that are not at all kid friendly or go, kid to, go to those right? yeah. just different experiences and, and if you want that experience you can get it but it always blows my mind. We, we built a giant outdoor area <laughs> with a grassy area that kids can go run around. People are like, there are children here. And it's, y- yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yes, there, there are families here. And guess what? They're not slobber knocker drunk. They're that just wasn't hanging out, ad- having a beer outside yeah. with their families. That and wasn't it, an adult frolicking area. Having over a conversation. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Besides, if you really hate having uh, kids around that much, there's a great strip club off of South Tryon. You know, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be some middle ground there, right? Legs and eggs. I I, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, guys, if you want to check out OMB, please uh, stop by the brew house. It's at uh, 4150 Yancey Road right here in Charlotte. Uh, It's definitely experienced. Food is great. Uh, Environment is great. Uh, Ryan, we want to thank you again for being on the show. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, guys. Cheers. Appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. Thank you.